so comically represented representative of what I see all the time. We're so busy focused on the hard thing that we can't see the easy path right next to us. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Comfort Zone, the podcast that redefines personal and professional development, guiding you through change the easy way so that you can live your best life. And my name is Adam Kowalik. Way back when I was still working at IKEA and was getting into some more kind of top level leadership, I met an external consultant that was working with IKEA at the time. Uh, helping improve some aspects of the business. The consultant was an older gentleman, and his name is Christer Olson. And he's somewhat of a legend in the coaching and consulting industry, in Sweden at least. And I quickly took a liking to him and the ways that he was working. Christer is the person that got me into coaching, and I think kind of introduced me to this whole coaching industry by showing me that coaching can be a profession. IKEA uses a coaching leadership style in most levels of their organization and they train their leaders to master the skill. But meeting Krista helped me see that one can actually offer the power of coaching as an independent service or product, which became a big part of my decision to eventually leave IKEA and start my own business. Besides seeing the skillful work of Krista's coaching, there is a special conversation that I had with him that stayed with me ever since. It's been a lesson that I've passed on to many of the people I've worked with since. Krista helped me see the importance of alignment of values between the employer and the employee, which for IKEA is a very important concept since IKEA is a value-driven company. Krista shared with me that in his experience, that you want to feel an alignment of at least 70% with the company's values in order to have a more joyous and lasting relationship. He went on to explain that anything below 70% of alignment would simply lead to more friction than one will be able to handle. Like, for example, say that you agree with your employer's values to about 50%. That sounds pretty high, right? However, in reality, that means that about half of the decisions made by the company will not sit well with you. And over time, this misalignment will cause too much friction and frustration between the two of you. So with an alignment of 70% or more, you'd agree with the majority of the decisions your employer is making, helping you feel like you're part of something you believe in. A side note, I personally don't think it is necessary or even recommended that there is a 100% alignment due to the fact that when there is a small, like a minor misalignment, that can lead to some healthy questioning and even innovation. One of my last jobs before I became self-employed, I had some conflicts with some, I had some ethical concerns with some of the things that were happening. And, you know, so I decided, well, I'm going to speak up as best I can and I'm going to take some actions that I thought would be helpful in that direction, and I did, and that was something. <laughs> um, but ultimately, I was just feeling crummy, and I, I had trouble really being motivated, not for, for lots of reasons. There, um, there were a lot of things that just 
didn't feel right, like cubicle environment, and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't concentrate, which drove me nuts. A lot of things grated on me there, but definitely some of the ethical stuff was part of it. And I kept saying to myself, okay, when I when I feel better, then I'll look for some, then I'll figure out my career. Just gotta like work at, work on my anxiety and depression for first. But I finally realized um, through you know working on some of that, it's like actually <laughs> I need to get away from this in order to really fully feel better. So it was just it just got so bad. I got I was really burning out. I was really burning out, and I think I just forced myself because it felt so bad. That was the voice of career coach Val Nelson sharing about an experience she had before deciding to start her own business, which highlights the importance of alignment and the power of values. I had a conversation with Val about how work has gotten such a bad reputation and what we can do to make work more fun. I'm a career and business coach, so I'm all about work and I'm all about how joyful work can be. And I see, you know, the reason people come to me is because something's off in their work. They're feeling, they finally have the idea that maybe it doesn't have to be this bad. <laughs> so they're starting to have that inkling, but they still often have a lot of doubt. Like, really, am I a hopeless case? Is this just how it has to be? And I thought, let me just double check before I give in. <laughs> is there something else out there that could work for me or you know, whatever? So that's how it shows up for me as people who are starting to question, does it have to feel this hard? We often use the word work as synonymous with something hard, like, oh, it feels like work. I just feel sad every time I hear that because it's just wrong. It's a wrong association with the word work because if you think about it, work is really about our creation, our expressing our purpose in the world. And when we're doing that, it should feel joyful if we're on the right path. And so really, if, if work feels like drudgery, to me, that's a sign you're on the wrong path. Val told me that there's several things that she looks at in order to support her clients. And she talked about the importance of values. I don't think you can be happy in a, in a workplace or doing a type of work that goes against your values, your core values. I think there will always be a sense of a drain and a sense of what is life for kind of thing. If, if, if you're being pulled away from what is aligned with your, what feels true to you, that's super draining. And a lot of people think, well, I can't do that. I have to pay the bills. So I have to agree to do this job that I know is like damaging the earth or, or there's people being harassed or whatever. And, and there's, there's some truth in that. It's tough. I'm not saying this is easy, but often we have more choices than we let ourselves realize. And it takes time to kind of tune in, double check. <laughs> Maybe there's something else. Maybe you don't need such a big house or you don't need that car or whatever. There's options. There's usually some options that don't, that at least don't cross your values. Um, it can be neutral. Hopefully you can move towards something that really honors your values and helps those be expressed in the long run. Again, aligning with your values is a great way to make sure that what you do for work feels like a good fit, helping you avoid feeling drained. Because if every second decision at work is going against what you stand for and what defines your worldview, I'd be surprised if you eventually didn't end up feeling frustrated and drained. And this will make work seem that much harder than it deserves. Val goes on to share another important pillar for enjoying work more. Another one is 
uh, a sense of calling or sense of purpose. You know, so that's usually there's something in our values that we feel particularly called to act on. I don't know why. I don't, I don't, I don't know what my beliefs are exactly around what that is, but everyone seems to have this if they will do the work to tune in. And then often that, often that really needs to be with an outside person because it's so hard. We're just, we just think everyone thinks that <laughs> it's too close. Someone I know said, um, you can't read the label of the jar you're in. <laughs> so it's so true. And I think that's really true about purpose. I think it's true about values and strengths too. We just think everyone can do that. And everyone thinks that we just can't see what's unique about ourselves without a little outside perspective. Having a feeling of purpose lends itself to providing a sense of passion. When you have a feeling of purpose, you get to be motivated by things other than external rewards. Think salary, getting a raise, titles, size of your office, perks, or cake on Fridays. In my experience, there is not enough cake in the world to justify putting in the work for something you don't believe in, or even worse, might disagree with. Purpose activates an intrinsic motivation, which is the satisfaction that you receive from the activity itself. You feel called to it, or at least satisfied by the mere engagement with it. One of the ways to discover your purpose is to do some self-discovering and ultimately become who you are. Whitney Houston said once, if you come into this industry without knowing who you are, chances are you'll become someone else and you might not even like who you become. This applies not only to the entertainment industry, but this is equally true in life because there's no lack of people willing and ready to tell you who they need you to be for them. Parents, teachers, friends, partners, bosses, society, politicians, TikTok, and plenty more. All very willing to instruct you on who you should be. Who you should be and the pressure you might feel in connection to people's expectations are typical pitfalls for external motivators which is more about reward or punishment from outer influences, whereas the intrinsic motivation allows you to feel meaning and connection. People tend to be more intrinsically motivated when they can act independently, feel that their efforts matter, and gain satisfaction from being more skilled. Strengthening your skills, what I call honing or mastering your craft, turn out to be yet another thing that Val helps her clients utilize for greater work satisfaction. Here's what she had to say about the importance of leaning into your strengths. Good ways at looking at what actually comes naturally to you that feels joyful to you to do. It feels, it has potential for that flow feeling, which a lot of people have heard about. It's a very wonderful feeling, almost like otherworldly. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> um some magic coming through you. So when you when you do something that's aligned with your strengths, and everybody has them, everybody, no matter how low your self esteem is about your value, you definitely have them. You just might have not been in environments that drew on those best strengths. So it starts to eat away at your self esteem if you don't do that. But if you do these external assessment type things that have been research based. And it starts like, oh, wait a minute, you can start to see some things that maybe you haven't been using or maybe you just didn't realize was a strength. Now is a good time to talk a bit about passion. 
In my work as a life and certified humane business and marketing coach, I often hear people tell me that they don't know what they're passionate about. And I get it. There's this never-ending message out there that we should follow our hearts and do what we're passionate about. If you love what you do, you won't work a day in your life. This can cause a lot of pressure if when you stop and take stock, realize that you have no idea of what you're passionate about. Simon Sinek once shared a most helpful distinction for passion. He said that passion is an outcome of doing something that you care about. He also said that stress is an outcome as well, coming from doing something you don't care about. Here's an example. Imagine an individual working hard and long hours away from their family and you ask them, how's it going? Are you enjoying your work? And they say, oh yes, it is so satisfying. I really love what I do. Now, imagine another individual working hard and long hours away from their family and you ask them, how's it going? Are you enjoying your work? And they say, God, no, it's horrible. And the first chance I get, I'm out of here. From the outside looking in, the situation looks the same. But the experience for the individuals is very different. What's going on here is that to one of them, the work feels meaningful. It matters to them. It's simply worth it to them. And for the other individual, it's simply not worth it. It doesn't fulfill them or matters enough, which is completely fine. And it explains how what to us looks like passion on the outside is about what matters to the individual on the inside. I know it can sometimes be overwhelming to think about doing what you're passionate about, which is why I wanted to share this distinction with you, that don't focus too much on passion. Instead, discover and explore what matters to you, and what you might find is what feels like a passion. Val mentioned earlier that when people come to see her, they are often at a stage where they're asking, does it have to be this hard? Here's Val again, sharing a personal story that made her realize how blind we can sometimes be to the path of ease because we're simply too focused on working hard on making things work. A couple months ago, it was like cold, cold day in the winter. It was just a funny metaphor that came up. We were walking outside on this path and I was so busy looking down and, it was, and I didn't have good grippy shoes and it was very icy and we were going uphill. <laughs> I was sure I was going to fall on this ice and I was just like tensing up. I was looking down, trying to make sure, really careful where I stepped. <laughs> My husband goes, this path over here has no ice, <laughs> like right next to me. And I didn't see it because I was so busy looking at the icy path. <laughs> and I just looked up and I laughed. I was like, this is what my clients do all the time. <laughs> uh, so of course I had him take a picture and I wrote a blog post about it. <laughs> just because it was just so comically represented representative of what I see all the time. We're so busy focused on the hard thing that we can't see the easy path right next to us. If you liked this episode and you appreciated what Val Nelson was sharing around making work feel less like work, here's how you can connect with her and find out more about what she does. Yeah, people can learn more about me and some of what I'm t- talking about at my website, valnelson.com. 
And I have all different resources on there. It's actually quite a robust website with blogs and resources all about career and business. And, and um, on every page, you can find a way to subscribe to my newsletter and continue to stay inspired through that. I try to make it a warm community uh, for those who subscribe. Actually, I have, a, I have a course that, because I wanted to help more people than those who just, you know, wanted to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I thought, let me put it into a course because I can help people go through some of those steps, clarify values, clarify strengths, clarify purpose, personality factors, how do you get your energy and, and some other things too. And, um, and so I put it into a course. And so that's what I call my career clarity course. If you go to my website, valnelson.com slash steps, because I walk you through the steps. Work can be hard and feel like a lot of effort without having to be an actual problem. But if it feels heavy or draining, then perhaps it's an invitation to review your options. Are your values aligning? Are you able to use and improve your strengths, grow, and are you doing something that you care about, or at least can you bring some care towards it? I'll leave you with a final tip by the late Steve Jobs about a practice that Steve had for figuring out if and when it was time for a change. For the past 33 years, I've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself, if today were the last day of my life, would I wanna do what I am about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, I know I need to change something. Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik. And I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. The best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episodes by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. Visit the website insidethecomfort.zone or click the link in the show notes for a chance to send me your questions and feedback as a voice message. And with your permission, if it's valuable for our listeners, your content might be featured in an upcoming episode. Inside the Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you and please keep it up. Talk more soon.